Welcome back to Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen. You also know me as Bry the Comic Book Guy on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at Bry the Comic Book Guy. I post pictures every week of every episode we talk about so you can see what issues we're talking about. If maybe you want to grab those issues out in the wild, you can always ask me any questions if you're trying to find these issues. Bry the Comic Book Guy at gmail.com. This week is part two of Crisis on Infinite Earths. We left off at the end of issue four where the monitor had died and there was a huge explosion, bright white light, and then nothingness. Obviously, there is about eight more issues left to go, so that definitely wasn't the end of our heroes. So we're going to pick up where we left off. Issues five through eight are going to be covered this week. There's a lot that goes on in these two, especially the last two, because they are some of the most important issues in DC history that went on back in the 1980s. So we pick up in issue five. There's this darkness, and we're also in that dark room again where Psycho Pirate is, and he's got the body of Red Tornado. And the Psycho Pirate's going, what's going on? You promised me a world I could reshape on my own, everything like that. And he goes, Psycho Pirate, I have questions of my own. The first two prime universes are gone, but why hasn't my strength increased? So we've made the connection that every time one of the universes die, this dark figure that we don't see yet, his powers grow because the monitors was positive matter and this guy is like antimatter, like an anti-monitor as he's going to come to be called. So this guy feeds off of positive matter and makes it into antimatter. So he can't figure out why all of a sudden he can't gain the power of these universes even though they died. So we are going back to the monitor's watchtower and Pariah is holding the body of the monitor and Harbringer is back in her Lila form. She's not in the superhero costume or anything yet. And she doesn't really know what happened because they're kind of like dual identities, kind of. And she's like, was it a dream? Did I dream that? And Pariah's like, no, you really killed the monitor. And then all of a sudden this screen comes up and it's the monitor talking to her. And he goes, if you can hear me, do not grieve over what you've done. I was aware of your possession by my bad, my, my foe. Uh, You had no choice but to slay me, but doing so fulfilled my last request. When you killed me, it released energy into my towers that I had, where the superheroes were defending, and it worked. My mad scheme worked, and I created another verse, one which has temporarily absorbed your two universes. They're, They're still around, but my foe cannot touch them. They're still in danger, because the vibrations which separates the universe are slowing down and the universes are merging. And when they occupy the same space at the same time, they're going to destroy everything. So you guys need to figure out what to do next. And I have help that I'm sending. And the help ends up being Alex Luthor. He's in this costume now and he's all fully grown. And he said, the monitor saved me. He discovered something that I am somehow positive matter and negative matter in one, and he left me instructions on what to do if he dies. And I need to make sure everybody follows my plan because we need to save everybody. But before they do that, they end up doing this little Viking-ish funeral for the Monitor, sending him out into the cosmos. And we go back into the darkness, and this anti-Monitor knows what happened. He goes, by dying, he only delayed the inevitable. I'll have those worlds before I know it. The last three Earths will be yours to control Psycho Pirate. Then he blips the Flash into that room. And before the Flash can do anything, because he says the Flash is going to be part of his plan too, Psycho Pirate makes him scared so that he falls down and he's screaming, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. 
So we look back on what happens at, on the other Earths. Okay, so they're in this nether region now, this nether world. So what's going on with them? Well, in mer- kind of partially merging them into this nether world, all of these time frames and all of these things are coexisting at the same time. You see dinosaurs and flying p- just planes from uh, World War I era and prior to that, and we see spaceships flying around from the future, and we see uh, in the waters, we see uh, submarines with pirate ships and old colonial ships and everything, and all these people from different time frames are all trying to figure out what's going on. But back on the monitor satellite, Harbringer and Pariah and Alex Luther have brought all the heroes together that are still left. Everybody that was trying to fight at the towers has been saved and they're all in the tower. So they're all being told what needs to be done and what's going on. And some of the heroes are like, you know, I've heard of this monitor. It's obviously some sort of trick, but we're going to listen. And that's Superman and Wonder Woman talking. So like the rest of the people are like, okay, well, if Superman and Wonder Woman want to hear him out, we'll do that. So you can kind of see the, the strength and, and commanding presence that those two characters have. So Harbringer says that the Monitor is dead. She was being controlled by their foe. And we remain to save your planets. So Alex explains what's going on and how uh, Earths 1 and Earths 2 are separated by vibrations. And to escape the antimatter energy, he merged them into one universe right now, temporarily. They're kind of like touching. They're kind of like two spheres, kind of like intersecting in the middle right now. And he says, at the dawn of time, we were supposed to be one universe, but instead we are split into an infinite number of universes, and we need to save them all by returning to one universe again. So they're all like, wait, what's going to happen if that happens? That's kind of impossible. They're like, you know what? We need to do this in order to survive. And Alex goes on to explain Earths 1 and Earths 2 were the not, not the only ones affected. Every planet in both universes is doomed without your help. So then while they're all talking, you're seeing all these different news stations and outlets trying to figure out what's going on. And they're interviewing different people from different time frames. So you're seeing things from the normal person's perspective of there's all just new people around what's going on. Now, while all that's going on, the Green Lantern Corps, they all get into their ship and they head to the planet Oa to try and figure out what's going on with their guardians because that anti-monitor attacked them. So when they all land... Because their power rings don't work either. Their power's being blocked. The Guardians are being held in some kind of uh, stasis beam. So they try and bust them out of that. And there's just green explosion. And we don't see them for a little bit longer. Now while that's going on, all these different heroes are trying to make uh, an effort to try and contain what's going on in all the different Earths. And try and keep people away that are scared. Because, you know, you see Neanderthals show up in Wayne Manor with all the superheroes there. And they're like, well, all right, we got to... Keep them from figuring out what's going on. And other heroes are trying to make sure dinosaurs don't trample on anything. And it's just a weird old mess of what's going on. And back at the anti-monitor's realm, uh, you see that he's using the Red Tornado's body as some type of conversion into what's going on. Uh, If Flash is like, what are you doing? Please leave me alone. And he's like, you know, you won't resist me. Red Tornado is this primal force more than just a machine. He is going to be useful. So then he starts spinning into this red spinning tornado, obviously, because he's red tornado. And then he turns into this white blur and disappears. So we're looking back on both the other Earths there. And then that red tornado appears between the barriers of the two Earths because there's a literal barrier 
going on that the heroes can see on both sides of it. And they're trying to figure out how to stop this because that tornado just starts obliterating things with lightning and everything, and the heroes are trying to stop it. So they have all their mystics come, like uh, Dr. Light is coming there, and he, she's got all of the other mystics there. Uh, she's got Zatanna is there, uh, Sargon the Sorcerer, uh, Dr. Fate is there as well. So the mystics are trying to help out as best they can, but it's kind of little to no good of what's going on. But they do manage to break that tornado open, and then the body of Red Tornado crashes below. So they're like, wait, what's he doing there? He was supposed to be a good guy. What's he doing? So after they try and get everybody back to relative safe distances, all the heroes decide, you know what, we're, we're going to join you. This is too much. We need to put things back the way they were. So they're trying to develop this plan on what to do. And Alex is like, you know, we're going to send you through this vortex between all, and we're going to make sure that everything stays safe. But before that happens, Pariah just disappears and... Harbringer says something is coming and they're under attack. Then you see the monitor's globe, his satellite, starts breaking up and seeing what's going on. And you look outwards from the anti-monitor's realm and he goes, the satellite's disintegrating, but you didn't use any weapons. And the anti-monitor's going, you know what? I needed this to happen. This is what's going to happen. This is how my plan begins to work. So then Psycho Pirate starts talking about you needed to you need to get rid of everybody and one of the things that you're going to need to do is fight dark side and apocalypse and he says dark side shall not escape me either and then flash is kind of like trying to be a big hero he's like you're all talk i haven't seen you do anything more besides your emotion controlling dupe what do you think you're doing and he's like you know what flash you think you're going to be a fool to you know try and get me to tell you my plan i'm not going to give you my idea of the plan so this bright light comes on. He goes, fine, you want to know who I am? Call me the monitor, and very soon I shall be the ruler of all who have lived. But it doesn't look like the monitor. He's like this blue-ish-looking robot guy. And we go back to all of the Earths that are going through the, the process of being eliminated, the ones that didn't get joined, and we see some of the heroes racing towards that white antimatter wall to try and stop them. And that's where issue five ends up. Issue six starts out from where the flash left off, where that big anti-monitor is finally revealed. He goes, the monitor is dead. His satellite headquarters and superpowered champions shall die with him. So the flash is kind of confused, like, what are we doing here? How do I fix this? How do I help? But while that's going on, the anti-monitor takes Psycho Pirate. Now, Psycho Pirate's powers, if anybody he can see is right near him, he can change their emotions to whatever he wants. So the anti-monitor kind of triple folds his power so he can increase his abilities so that way he can control all of the heroes emotions so while that's all going on all the heroes that are still in the monitors tower are trying to escape it because it's literally falling apart at the seams now while that's going on pariah is trying to help but he disappears because his powers he disappears and ends up going to where all the dangers are so uh, Alex Luther says, Harbringer, you have to use your powers to try and save us. I, I need to make sure that I can get us out of here, so you need to help me. So they both hook up to the monitors, stations, or powers, or whatever, and they both use their powers to elim- like make sure everybody is off the tower before the monitor satellite is destroyed. So the heroes are, you think they're safe. I mean, obviously they have to be safe. It's only issue six for crying out loud. 
So we see something else going on on Earth-1. Now, some of these are bad guys. Now, we see that we have uh, one of the bad guys, Brainiac. He's calling himself the new Brainiac, and he's on this giant spaceship that looks like his face. Now, for those of you that don't know, Brainiac is kind of like the DC version of Ultron, only not man-made on Earth. He is originally from Krypton, where Superman's from, and it looks like he's starting to gather bad guys to his cause. So we go back to the Earths that are about to be destroyed in the antimatter wave. Earth-X is one of the ones where some of the heroes had landed. And in the middle of the white light from the antimatter wall is Harbringer. They're saying, what's she doing? What is she, what is she doing in the middle of that light? But it kind of looks like she's starting to push the barrier and try and save everything. So they're going over to try and help her. But they're stopped by this angry mob. Now here's where the Psycho Pirates' powers come in. From the rest of this issue, most of what's going on is all the different Earths where the heroes are trying to save people. People start turning on each other. Hero versus hero, bad guy versus bad guy. Like Even the civilians turn on the heroes because the Psycho Pirate is now affecting literally everybody, trying to distract all the heroes from doing anything to help stop what's going on. I mean, we see everybody from Supergirl getting involved to Shazam. Now, he's Captain Marvel still because there was a lawsuit back in the day where Captain Marvel, who is now Shazam, was called Captain Marvel and he had the Marvel family and everything. So they're still calling him Captain Marvel at this point. He ends up having this brief fight with Supergirl and everything because they're both emotional and everything and they're being controlled and everything. And some of them are starting to think, hey, what's going on here that we shouldn't be fighting each other. And as that's going on, Harbringer's form appears bigger and bigger in the white antimatter wall, as if she's starting to help. Now, it seems like she's starting to help, but it's not doing much. But then all of the sudden, the universe is containing Earth-4, Earth-X, and Earth-S, the ones that were left besides 1 and 2 that were merged. They all begin to move and are drawn towards where Harbringer is. And all of a sudden, Psycho Pirate goes, wait, I was controlling everybody's emotions. Billions of souls are crying out, and now all of a sudden they're gone. Now, as the reader, you're seeing what the monologue of it says. Two Earths had been previously saved by imminent destruction, and Harbringer, given great powers by the man she was forced to kill, has helped and done something that we didn't think was possible. And then suddenly she turns back into Lila in her form, and she's standing on an asteroid with Alex Luther, and they're looking down. And what she had done is she merged five Earths together. They're all kind of touching at these focal points. So the vibrations from these universes are keeping them apart, but she still saved them from being destroyed by the antimatter wall. So now it's a matter of the heroes trying to all merge their powers together and figure out what's going on. They're still on their separate Earths, but they still don't quite know what's going on because they haven't reached out to... Lila and everything at that point yet. And issue six kind of has like a little transition from hero to hero. There was one of the heroes that was called Wildcat, and he was injured in one of the battles. And one of the other lesser known heroes ended up taking over that costume and mantle and turning herself into the new Hellcat. So it was kind of like a a preview of what new things are going to happen after the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Issue 7 is next. Now, Issue 7 and 8 are two of the most powerful issues in the storyline. Issue 7's cover alone will tell you because it's Superman holding the lifeless body of Supergirl. So you're like, uh-oh, what's going on here? 
and every DC hero is behind him, kind of like at a funeral rites and everything. So we go back to Alex, Luther, and Lila. They're standing on the asteroid above the merged universes, and Pariah finally appears, and he says, "You know my curse. I am ever drawn to uh, to death." I'm forced to observe everything that's dying. Why am I part of this crisis? What did the monitor intend for me to do? In the name of all justice, have I not atoned for my sins? You're like, okay, what's he talking about? So they explain to Pariah that five Earths remain and the representatives of six universes, we must let them know what's going on. So they're going to make this big summit now of all the heroes. We need to take heroes from all the different Earths and try and figure out how we can save them. So we see uh, Lila and Alex Luther kind of pick, you know, pick their heroes from all the different times and Earths and everything, and they bring them to that little summit. Got Lady Quark that was left over from her universe, Superman of Earth-1, Uncle Sam from the Earth-X, Captain Marvel, Superman of Earth-2, the older Captain, uh, the older Superman, and Blue Beetle. So they bring them together to tell them what's going on. And finally, we get the origin of why the crisis happened in the first place and who the Monitor and Anti-Monitor are. Now, you're going to be familiar with this. Those of you that listen to the Justice League versus uh, Avengers one, you're going to see a familiar character who made his appearance in Crisis on Infinite Earths. So you go back to the planet Oa 10 billion years ago where these Owens had used their powers for good, uh, they developed mental powers and everything, but one of them wanted to know more, and his name was Krona. You remember that? Now, we see the scenes that we saw when Krona was telling the Grandmaster where he came from and why he ended up doing what he was doing. He was trying to research the beginning of time, and the force of the universe prevented him from doing that. And it, the uh, dialogue says something terrible, something evil came out of that. There was something that Krona did when he was researching and trying to develop things. Something happened. And it says the universe shuddered and the evil antimatter universe was formed. And more than that, the single universe was replicated. What was one became many. And at that moment was born the antimatter universe and the multiverse. The Earth and all of its planets were duplicated. Only one was out of doppelganger was Oa. Now, Oa's sister planet lay in the antimatter universe called Quard. So there was a replica of Oa with the Guardians in the antimatter universe. Now, we go to see what hap- ended up happening to Krona. They took, away his, uh, they took away his essence from his body, and they kind of forced him out into existence. So after that, we finally see what happened after that. So the Guardians of Oa developed the Green Lantern Corps to kind of defend the universe and the cosmos and everything. And some of them wanted to find out what was going on in this antimatter universe, so they kind of had a little internal war of what was going on. But then we see what had actually happened. When the two universes were split, antimatter and positive, two beings became in existence. On Quard, the antimatter universe, the anti-monitor was born, and in the positive universe, on Oa, on another part of Oa, the Monitor was born. Now, the Anti-Monitor took over that realm immediately and used the beings that were created on the Quard world. He turned them into the Shadow Demons. While the Monitor was left in meditation and he was trying to learn everything about his universe. But then this war raged on for centuries 
where they fought, and they ended up uh, in this giant attack that both left them immobile and unconscious for years. But then we see why they got out of that unconsciousness. It ended up being Pariah, who was on his world, was researching antimatter and positive matter and took a sample of both universes into like his workshop or realm. And when he did that, his planet exploded and it awakened the monitor and the anti-monitor at the same time. So the anti-monitor tried to kill him, but the monitor used him as sort of like a beacon to go where the danger is so he can follow the anti-monitor through the realm and the, through the process and everything. So now that we know everything that's going on, the heroes do decide that they need to stop the anti-monitor once and for all. So since Alex Luthor is this bridge body of antimatter and matter, he ends up opening this portal into the realm of antimatter where the group of heroes go and they go to fight on the uh, anti-monitor's realm of Quard. So they go there, and they're immediately attacked by these demons and rock monsters because the whole planet is made out of this living rock and structure and everything. So the anti-monitor sees them coming, and he's really mad because the psycho pirate needs to recharge. His powers are kind of used up at the time. So he's like, you need to take care of these guys, but he's like, I can't. I need to recharge. So he says, I, you failed me. I'm going to take care of these guys on my own. So these rock monsters and demons start attacking, and then something incredible happened. One of them knocks the older Superman into a big pile of rubble, and Superman's nose is bleeding. He's like, that's impossible. How am I bleeding? And this whole time you're seeing the anti-monitor in these little pages, page clips of him just staring at what's all going on. So Supergirl ends up helping her cousin, the, the Superman of modern time on Earth-1, and they're both kind of going through trying to get to this epicenter of the structure where they can destroy this solar collector that is the energy, basically the energy warehouse of the anti-monitor. Uh, Supergirl and Dr. Light and Superman are the ones that get there in time. The anti-monitor attacks Superman and Supergirl hears him from another part of the lair and she runs in as Dr. Light is fighting the anti-monitor. And while all this is going on, there's a bunch of different pages of the heroes trying to stop these guys, so none of them can help them at the time. So Supergirl and Dr. Light start just wailing on the anti-monitor, and Supergirl's really strong, so she's holding her own, and Dr. Light's helping. So she ends up crushing anti-monitor's containment. He's basically like in this big containment unit costume, so he's pure antimatter energy. So... Dr. Light takes the unconscious Superman away from the battle, and Supergirl keeps fighting. Well, Dr. Light says, I can help save you. Supergirl turns around and says, no, go now. And the anti-monitor says, you turn your, ba- turn your head in battle, that's a fatal mistake, and ends up blasting her with this big energy, and she falls. And Superman is screaming for Supergirl. And he says, my body is destroyed, I can't remain here, time to heal. And he ends up escaping in this big escape pod. All the heroes end up coming to the rescue because when the anti-monitor left, all the defenses fell. And then we see Superman stand up with the lifeless body of Supergirl. She has died. So the next few pages are all of the heroes in like this giant funeral for Supergirl. And Superman has this private ceremony outside of his Fortress of Solitude and carries her away. That's how issue seven ends with the death of Supergirl that's been around for ages. Now, issue eight is another powerful issue. We start right out where the anti-monitor's ship is out in, a, in the antimatter universe, 
And Psycho Pirate is watching over Flash, who's uh, he's got him in this containment field. And all of a sudden, Anti-Monitor comes back in a new armor, and he said, Supergirl destroyed my outer shell. She almost destroyed me. It took me time to construct a new presence around me, and now I am ready, and we shall destroy the remaining Earths. So they end up going off to carry their plan out. Then we go to another realm of Apocalypse. We've seen Apocalypse before with Darkseid. So the dark side is saying, I have already taken precautions. The Monitor indeed possesses the power to destroy even Apocalypse. But I have diverted all of our energy to cloak our presence here. Let Earth's heroes battle the interloper to death. And should they be victorious, the status quo will remain. But should the intruder win, he will certainly be weak enough in battle for me to destroy him. Then we go back to Oa, where the Green Lantern Courts have uh, helped get their guardians uh, into safety, and their power rings work again. So they say, you, uh, you guys are no longer imprisoned with us. The disturbance was going to be out there. Your rings work again. We need to do something in our council chamber. We need to decide how we need to battle this anti-monitor. Then the heroes are all in the Justice League's watchtower, but they're also on one of the headquarters of the Legion of Superheroes, in the 30th century because like I said all the universes or all the earths are merged so they can be in both places at the same time and still talk to each other so they know the earths are kind of contained right now they're all kind of with each other right now so they're trying to figure out what happened to Red Tornado's body they have him in a lab and he's still not working you got Cyborg and some other heroes and you've got the Atom looking in on seeing what's going on but then all of a sudden they try and remove Red Tornado's head to kind of get his brain back to working, and then his body just ends up exploding as if it was a trap by the Anti-Monitor to make sure that they didn't see what he had planted in them. So a bunch of the heroes that were around that are trying to escape the carnage, and most of the Justice League's watchtower is kind of obliterated through that explosion. So they're kind of dealing with that mess as well. So then we go back to the Antimatter universe on Quard, and Anti-Monitor is building this huge device. Uh, it's this huge solar antimatter cannon that he's going to fire at the merged Earths. But it's not complete yet. So he needs more workers to help finish it. He's imprisoned a bunch of people, and he's making sure that they help build this satellite. So Psycho Pirate is walking around, and he ends up back in the room where Flash is. But Flash is definitely smarter than the average guy, and he shakes free of his prison. And he uses Psycho Pirate, he takes control of the Psycho Pirate, and using his speed powers, he takes Psycho Pirate around to every one of the guards on Quard, and he makes the Psycho Pirate turn their emotions into beating the Anti-Monitor. Like, all of his guards suddenly turn against him. So he takes them all over the planet, and so the Anti-Monitor is distracted by all of his guards, while the Flash goes after that big power source in the middle of his world. And it's this big anti-matter power source. So Flash gets up on one of the devices and he starts flying around, like speeding around it. So he's thinking that maybe if he gets fast enough, he can obliterate it. So he's going faster than he's ever gone before. And the monitor finally blows away all of his guards and everything. And he sees, no, what's going on here? And the Flash is obliterating the tower. And he's like, the energy's escaping. Somebody must stop him. So then we see the Flash going way faster than ever before. And then we see all of the moments that he's appeared up until now. Then we see a few that he hasn't even appeared in. But it's from his perspective. 
but he's also aging quite rapidly and he can't stop running. And he goes, you know what? Time to save the world. Back in time, I have to do what I must to save the world. And then he disappears. His costume is there, but then the figure inside the costume disappears and the cannon is obliterated. And all we see is the remains of Flash's costume and his ring that he uses to keep it in, in, a, in a device. So he goes, a thousand universes have died. This is what the anti-monitor is saying. Yet those humans have thwarted my plans more than once. They will suffer more than ever for what is about to come. And he starts releasing this big ball of energy. And it's this big antimatter purple wall, really. And then at the end, there's a cosmic being that's in the DC realm that we've seen before as well. And his name is the Spectre. And we see him surrounding all of the merged Earths. And he going, he is the Spectre. And what he fears may destroy us all. That's where we're going to leave off with this episode of Crisis on Infinite Earths. A lot of powerful stuff that happened. If you're looking for these issues, if you happen to find them, I recommend reading them all. It is a great way to see everything I've been talking about. And I'm just summarizing what's going on. This isn't everything that happened in every issue. There's a lot of things that, you know, you leave to your imagination for when you pick these up. I have the collected edition, as I've seen, shown in the pictures uh, on my Instagram and Facebook, that you can get as well if you're having a hard time finding the regular issues. They're in one collected book. So join us next time as we finish up Crisis on Infinite Earths. We'll pick up at issue 9 and go through the conclusion at the huge issue 12. So until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>